Hi, friends, and welcome to the Story Forge podcast. I'm Lyle Smith, your host, and I've really been looking forward to this interview, I have to say. I'm talking to today my friend, Melissa Joy Crawford. She uh, is what I happily refer to as a card-carrying maker of magic. She is a costumer. Um, her title is different than that, but she works, uh, she creates the costumes and builds the costumes and maintains all the costumes for Broadway shows. And, uh, she has graciously invited, uh, me and Heather, my wife, uh, backstage to see, uh, a couple of different shows over the years and see backstage at a big Broadway show and, and what's going on back there and, and to see the difference um, of what it is to look at a show from backstage versus out in the front of house is extraordinary and it's great fun. And, um, when you start to understand how they make this thing, this show, this performance, this wondrous, truly magical experience out of nothing is, uh, overwhelming. And, uh, she's wonderful. She's fun. She's uh, joyous. And Broadway is shut down right now. There's no performance really anywhere. Uh, so you can't go to see a live show uh, anywhere, uh, music or dance or a play or a musical. And um, so that's sad. And we talk about that a little bit. And um, But on the other hand, there's a lot of optimism um, that I get out of uh, our friend Melissa Joy, uh, appropriately named. So uh, I'm I'm just going to get out of the way now, and here's my chat with Melissa. Okay, so uh, so you are you're at home now. I'm at home. Hey, <laughs> hey, world. My name is Melissa Joy Crawford. Very good, and you're at home. So yeah, so what's what's going on is um, Broadway shut down. Broadway like is lo- shut down. Like a lot of businesses, you live in New Jersey and work in New York traditionally. Yep. Yep. Uh, and that's 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 why you're home, right? That's why I'm home. Yeah, so you know the the lights went down on Broadway, and and um, well, first off, you're you're working on a show now that's really interesting called "Come Come From Away." Come from away. It's the story of uh, so on nine eleven, you know, all the planes were were grounded to whatever airport they you know were to, mm-hmm. and so a bunch of people got diverted to Gander, Newfoundland, or to Newfoundland, and mm-hmm. it was how. All these people opened up their homes so these people would, you know, have places to stay and they fed them and they took care of them. It's, it's a show about kindness. Um, I have to be careful because I love it so much that I tear up because, I, it, it, you know, I've been doing a, this for, for three years and it still, it still gets me. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. It's a fascinating story. I remember reading about the, uh, reading the story. 
Yeah. And how, you know, because it's a small little town and, and there's, you know, there's no hotels and there's no, you know, not, it's, it's not like there's a big, much. not like a big hotel and restaurant hub. No. Uh, so they, the, the only way to kind of keep these people there in, in, in a chaotic situation um, was to literally, you know, be what we think of as Canadian and open their homes to them. They opened their homes, they opened schools, they opened anything they could. Basically, yeah. their population doubled for those wow. days. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And that's, it's really, I mean, given what's going on right now with the, uh, uh, the virus pandemic, yeah. um, I mean, it's another chaotic time where all kinds of weird things are happening uh, totally. out of necessity, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's really kind of pertinent to what's going on. It's, it's a shame it can't be up and running. <laughs> well, that's why, you know, when, when we are back, because we will be back, we will be bringing back the message of, of kindness. You know, I've been assured by, by, by like our company manager and our producers that we will be back. Right. Right. Uh, and that's exciting, you know, because that's what I keep telling people. Because I, I, with this this project that I'm working on here, I'm talking to a lot of different people from a lot of different industries. Yeah. Uh, the original intent was to talk to a lot of small business owners, small and mid-sized business owners. Yeah. Um, and to tell their stories. And then when this happened, I wanted to pivot and start to talk about how how the pandemic uh, and the you know everything that's going on surrounding the pandemic and the economic impact and all this is affecting them and how they're, how they're changing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I ended up expanding to talk to people who were not on my original list, mm-hmm. but I'm glad I'm kind of glad I did because now I get to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, and you are the production wardrobe supervisor for come from, uh, come from away. Yep. And uh, explain to me what that means. Okay. So what it is that my main show that I take care of, is the Broadway production of Come From Away. Mm-hmm. And we have five productions, and to varying degrees, I am involved in all of them. Whether it be like, say, uh, Canada needs like some shirts, or London ordered a bunch of stuff and they send it to me and I send it to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, mostly, a lot of the stuff I do is help with the tour. When the tour puts in new people, they rehearse in New York, so they they come to me for fittings, and I take mm-hmm. pictures, and then I ship it out. Um, my goal is always, like, it doesn't always work because of other people's schedules, but I always try to have everything, like, situated even before they start rehearsals because uh, equity, uh, before they, they start rehearsals, you can have up to five fittings, and okay. that includes, like, you know, like, hair fittings. Equity, so that's the actor's equity, the, uh, the union, the actor's union. That's their, that's their yeah. union, yes. So I always try to make sure that I have it so then instead of like, okay, now I have to find them rehearsal clothes, they can, you know, they can rehearse with, rehearsal, with, with, with their actual pieces. Right. You know, so then like they get used to that. Um, right. In the bro- when we do it at Broadway and we re- rehearse in our theater, of course, our dressers are there. Because right. in the theater, it is under our local locals' jurisdiction. Right. So you're you're basically anything costume related, wardrobe related, um, for the Broadway show. Yeah. And, and all the touring companies in America. Right. Um, falls under your purview. Yes. 
that's that's a big job. It's a it's a huge job, and I love it. <laughs> I love it a lot. Um, you know, I uh, you know, I guess it was last year. I had um, it was a very big project where it was like the tour was turning over a bunch of people, and we were turning over a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I would say that project went from it was like August first that I started right. doing it until about November fourteenth. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal, you know, and you have um you know, because people, you know, they talk about Broadway. They're used to, you know, I've been to a Broadway show, I go to Broadway shows often, whatever. And they have, you know, they have the the vision of the industry from, you know, the audience, the seat in the sure. audience. Um, so to think about how much you know, and, and you see the actors and the, you know, the singers and the dancers and yeah. they don't see what's going on backstage. They don't see what's going on, how much is involved in making this thing happen. Uh, and you're, that's, that's everything. That's all you, that's, that's your, that's your gig. That's your, that's what you do. Yes. I would say for every person that you see on that stage, backstage is, is uh, one to one and a half people. Right. Depending, you know, like, but usually it's about one to one. Right. You know, um, like say for a show with 40 actors, you might have 12 dressers. Right. Um, when I did a show, uh, called Motown and granted some people just did day work. Some people were what we call stitchers. Mm -hmm. Uh, some people did the laundry, but payroll every week was about 50 people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a corporation. I mean, that's, that's, you know, to, to give sort of a, a comparison in size and scale, Yeah. you know, that's a corporation and then add into that the, the touring companies. I don't how many, how many different shows you have touring at any, at any given time? Um, right now we have five productions of come from away. Right. We have, we have uh, one in London. Okay. We have the, the tour. We have one in Toronto. Right. Um, let me think. Okay, there's us, Toronto, tour, London, and we had one in Australia, but it was supposed to go to China, and that was the first one that was put on hiatus. Um, they were going to uh-huh. go to China for 20 <laughs> weeks and then go back to to Australia. I believe they were going to go to Sydney. They were oh. in El- Melbourne. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and then yeah, clearly with all this going on, nobody was going to China. No, uh, at least not at that time. And then, no. and then you guys, um, the the Broadway show shut down. Uh, March twelfth. March twelfth. Yeah, we we had a the ladies have come from away, and I um, they had done an appearance on GMA because it was our twelfth, our not our twelfth, our third year anniversary um, in the morning. Oh, okay. And you know, I I stayed at work because it was like by the time like I would have gotten home, I basically would have had to turn around and come back. Right. So I was in the theater and I was doing work, um, you know, and our company manager came in and told us that the Broadway league was having a meeting, I think with the government. So we were, or the, you know, the, the, the local government. So we were waiting to hear and we knew that eventually we were going to be shut down because right it was a matter of time, you know, things were shutting down. We, right. You know, we, we have a thousand people 
every night. Right. Um, you know, we're one of the smaller theaters, so right. it was it was just a matter of time. Right. You know, and then we we finally heard, and you know, it was my, the Stitcher. You know, the Stitcher is somebody who takes care of the sewing, right, and the laundry, and uh, you know, I, I was like, pack up your things, it's coming. You know, just yeah. pack stuff start packing up now right. and so you know once we got the call that it was officially like we were closing down you know i had to make some phone calls i had to finish out a few things so i had a little bit of time left in the theater right but you know it was time to go that's that's great the, the night the lights went out on broadway right right um which... right now there's clothing that is prob that is dry but will probably need to be rewashed because it will be dusty. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. I would think, you know, it's, it's a weird thing for, especially, you know, to anybody who's listening to this, who's yeah. not, who's not from New York or the new, right. greater New York area. Um, you know, when somebody of historical significance in the Broadway community passes away, uh, usually that night or the night after they'll, they'll, turn the lights off all on all the all the marquees in Broadway yeah. for yeah. a moment of silence basically as an honorarium yeah. it's a very you know appropriately Broadway dramatic honorarium and it's and it's, it's uh, one of those it's really cool to see it's, yeah. it's moving you know yeah and it really is and it, part of it is moving because it's such a um such a show of respect for whoever this is but part of it is you can't imagine these lights going out ever. Mm -mm. No. And now, poof, they're yeah. out for sort of an unknown amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we all know that eventually this is going to end and we're going to get back to some semblance of normal, but yeah. it's, it's a really weird time, right? Yeah. It's a what, is that, what does it feel like for you? I mean, you work there all the time and you're, and plus the story you're working on every night. I mean, it is, it's hard, um, but today actually is 15 days. Um, today, yeah, it's Friday, mm -hmm. and I've I've been sort of keeping track of it. Today is 15 days from when I've seen the people at work. Yeah. So, and I know that two ha two do have coronavirus. Oh, son of a gun. Yeah. So today officially marks the that I am I am in the clear of possibly having contracted it from my coworkers wow. unless, unless I contracted it and it was so mild that I didn't even notice. Right. Right. Well, and that's possible too. I mean, there's, there's a lot right. of, you know, information out there about all of that. Right. And that's, um, that's, wow, that's funny. I never, I, I, <laughs> and you know the date too, cause it was oh, the day yeah. the theater closed. So that's yeah, funny. No, it's, it's one of those like today <laughs> I, I called my mom to be like, it's 15 days. It's 15 days. You know, I called a few friends to be like, it's 15 days. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for you. I mean, not that I, thank you. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm like going to go now, you know, go hug everybody and run outside. No, no. Because then you just start your clock all over again. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I haven't quite, you know, like I had, I did have to buy gas at one point because right. I've, because I've been doing, um, through a group called the relief crafters of America. Okay. Um, I've been making masks and so I had to ship them out uh, right. yesterday. Right. So, 
And then I was like, I have to get gas. And so, you know, I handed my card to, to the gas man and he had gloves, but when he handed it back, I immediately hand sanitized my, <laughs> my card. Yeah. It's just really a weird time. It really is a weird time. Yeah. Um, and that's another one for, for those, for anybody outside of the state of New Jersey listening to this, um, they pump your gas for you in New Jersey. You don't get to pump it yourself. You know where else though? They they don't they, they Oregon. Oregon. Oregon of all places, right? Yeah, they 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 have people who pump your gas. Yes, it's very there's only two places I I think from places. what I understand. Yeah. So, uh very so what did it feel like when when they, you know they make the announcement and sending everybody home? Right. Was there was it just was it, was it just weird? What were you talking was, about? Well, it was weird, of course, but it was sort of like, you know, then it was like I had to start making phone calls to the various people and text and, but right. I wanted to make sure that they got them. So it was like, I would, it was trying to, I would try to call first. Right. It's like, if I've spoken to you, I know that you've gotten it. Right. right. Uh, and did all the shows shut down at the same time or was it just all the, the shows shows? shut down? Yeah. All the shows shut down at the same time. Um, because you have, you, you know, you have to wait for the, it's it basically, you have to wait for them to declare a state of emergency right. in order for the insurance money to kick in so that, right. you know, people can, people can get paid. Right. You know, right. and that's, and that's, and again, you, we talked about actors equity. So that's the actors union and you yeah. have a union for what you do yes. there's, there's all through, all through live performance. There's all level, all different unions. You do different there's things. All there's different stage, unions. stage hands union on the touring company. There's gotta be teamsters. There's gotta be all kinds of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so how does that, you know, <laughs> here, the question, the question is not so much uh, a union question. The question is, uh, are they taking care of you? <laughs> and, well, and how, what it is, how are they what, taking care of? Well, well, what it is is yeah, they 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 reached an agreement, and we are getting paid for for two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, of you know, uh, not with like extra hours, and right. you know, if you're a supervisor and you had negotiated it above the the pay scale, right. you're just getting scale. Right. Um, but it's for two weeks, and then after right. that, it's two weeks of your health care. Right. And that's as, right now we're supposed to go back like. The week of April thirteenth. Okay. Um, I don't. I'd have no idea if that's going to happen or not. I yeah. They they they're telling us school is is going back in session on April fifteenth. At least that's the official word, and it, we haven't gotten anything different for a while. Yeah. Uh, personally, I don't expect that to happen. I think we'll probably be distance learning. Yeah. Through the end uh, of the year, but I don't. I don't know. You know, we there's still there's a lot of questions we don't know, which don't is know. probably the most frustrating thing of all of this. Um, I I'm hoping that we are back in May. Right. So that you know, but we you know we're going to have to have a couple days to you know rehearse and get up to speed and. Yeah, everybody's got to get back into their routine and and remember, and sure remember their job and all that. You know, everything's been shut down. Make sure that everything is still on and working. Right. You know, um, you know, us, you know, seeing like how things fared because yeah, on, on the deck level, we have the costumes covered, but like downstairs, you know, we were, we had been doing, we had been doing laundry. So stuff was hanging to dry. Right. Right. You know, right. so that's not covered. So we don't know if we're going to come in and it's going to be like, Oh, we got to wash that. Right. Um, 
And one of the things though is we we for the we have for a lot of things like their base costumes they do have doubles like they have sure. double shirts and you know yeah. double jeans and triples on their underwear so so in theory we would be okay. <laughs> That's funny. So underwear is part of a costume. Yes, because that's hysterical. Uh, well, <laughs> I've never thought of that. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, like, definitely, if like you know, it's a play where like our play, they wear one, they wear one look, and they put things on. Right. You know, they put on a jacket and stuff. But like right. on shows, like say if it's a corset, you have to have your, your proper corset underwear. Right. Or if it's a show where like they were walking around in their underwear, you gotta have right. the proper stuff. Well, true, um, true. And there's all kinds of stuff. It's it's funny. Yeah, you, know, you don't think about it. Well, it's again, a, it's one of those things that not being in the business, you don't think about these things. Right. So. Um, also, too, I mean, like, you know, different bras do different shapes. This, you know, like, this ensures <laughs> that, like, we always have the same shape bra. <laughs> right. Oh, that's just, that's funny. What's, how did you get into this business in the first place? Um, what, what got you into it? I, I, I have a little story. Uh, about years and years ago, yeah, uh, because my wife Heather was a was a performer in high school, mm-hmm. uh, and you went to high school with you. You and she went to high school together, and you yeah. were her costume person on it, it, a couple of shows, right, or a few shows. A couple of shows, yeah. um, picnic and uh, carnival. So yeah. you, yeah, so you've, yeah, so you've been doing this and been interested in this for a long time. Yeah, I um. I got interested in costumes. I when when I was when I was little, like I think I was seven when I you know when I was like I don't know what that is that people are doing, but I want to I want to work on like I want to work on the clothes. I didn't know what that was because I just didn't know. Um, <laughs> you know, so I've always wanted to do it. A couple of times when I was a kid, it'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to I want to be I want to be a. Uh, a, a scientist and do theater i wanted this and do theater and finally it was like you know what just just do the end theater because that's what you want to do just admit it already right you know, you know so you got the you got bit by the bug early i got big bit by the bug so early uh, <laughs> you know yeah i was a little kid so how did you get into you know transition from little kid to you know uh, established established pro. <laughs> um, so you know, I mean, I did the shows in high school, mm-hmm. and then I I went to Mason Gross School of the Arts, mm-hmm. where I studied costume technology. And good school. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Um, and I uh, and I just started sending out my resumes when when back in the day when you would send them <laughs> when you would still paper, send them, mail them, <laughs> mail them. Um, yeah, I would mail out resumes and I wound up doing a couple of shows and then I was I was doing a show off Broadway and this woman was sort of the supervisor. I didn't realize she was just a fill-in supervisor, but she was supervising right. at this one theater and I was like, well, I'm going to send her my resume. I mean, she, you know, was an ex-boyfriend, but I'm like, she used to flirt with my boyfriend at the time. (laughs) So the least she can do is give me a job. 
she was she was gone, but uh, the woman who worked there saw my resume and called me up, and I started working there. Okay. And, and then um, it was it was a it was a it was weird because it was a non-union Broadway house because it was not for profit. Okay. And then and then you know then the union came in and we unionized and uh, yeah and then we started doing that. And that's always kind of the big, the big thing. I know my sister was, was a, a musical theater performer yeah. and it was, it was like, when you get your union card, that's like a big deal. Um, that's like your next, as you're like jumping up the ladder. Exactly. Right. So what, I mean, what show, I know a few of the shows you've worked on, but you know, what are, what are, you know, some of the memorable shows for you and uh, uh, you know, some, some of the memorable shows we would know. Okay, so like, well, I mean, come from away, um, you know. Um, right. Let's see. I worked as the assistant wardrobe supervisor on a show called Motown. I mentioned oh. that previously. Yeah, it was just you know, it was the story of Barry Gordy and founding Motown. I worked for Cirque du Soleil for a little oh, bit. What was that like? Was, was that was that different or was that very you know, different? I would think so. Yeah. Um, it was very, very different because it was like, it was this weird mix of like actors from Broadway mm -hmm. and, and, uh, what are the, uh, acrobats and, you know, Cirque du Soleil people. Circus folk. Circus folk. <laughs> yeah. But French uh, circus folk. <laughs> well, no, actually the thing that's kind of cool about it is you can be from anywhere to work for Cirque du Soleil. Oh, that's fun. So, like, you know, we had a Chinese acrobat. Um, we had Russians. Um, yeah, no, it was it was That's very cool. It was very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I had a good time doing that. You know, it was it was there were times that it was hard. I'm mm -hmm. not going to lie. Right. You know, when it because like sometimes what it would do, you know, because normally on a normal not a normal yeah a normal show like if somebody leaves the show or somebody takes a medical leave, like they, they're, they're, they're gone. And so right. if you need to, you can use some of their costume pieces. Right. But on this, people would kind of be on leave, but they wouldn't actually leave. And then they'd come back. Oh, so you wow. couldn't actually use their pieces. So at one point I had gotten a vest, I had ordered a vest and I'm like, can I get two more? Right. And you know, <sighs> I had to justify it with, with the money people and they right. you know, and they're like, what? And I'm like, well, because we keep adding people, but we don't subtract them. And, he, oh, and they were funny. like, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's for the cost of an extra vest. <laughs> it's okay. Anything, anything else we've... Uh, the first show that I supervised was the right. Pee Wee Herman show on Broadway. Oh, really? Yeah. How was that? It was, it was a lot of fun. Hi. You know, I, I had a really good time. I mean, there was definitely a learning curve. Yeah. Like, you know, it was one of those, like, I had a good time. Um, right. But when I was done, it was a little bit like, okay, I think that went okay, but you know <sighs> what? And I want to try this again to see if I actually like this because, you right. know, the first time you try something, you're like, did I like it? I don't know. I don't know because it was weird and there was stuff that I didn't know. But, you know, as, as you keep going, you learn more and more. Um, and one of the, the greatest things that I learned is like, when you don't know something, just admit it. Just admit <laughs> you don't know, and that you will find out. You will ask an ask expert, or right. you will figure it out. 
Right. Um, yeah, it, there's there's no shame in saying I don't know. You know I'm what? That's it, it's really funny that you mentioned that because I've been I've been doing since this whole coronavirus thing. I've been trying to pivot my own business and and try and you know what yeah. what, what can I do to help people? Yeah. You know, what can I do to help other people in in my you know capacity as you know uh, a writer, marketing person, storyteller? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been offering sort of help with their crisis communications and trying to communicate with their customers really clearly, really effectively and all that stuff. And one of the, one of the things I keep telling people and they really, they're really resistant to it uh, is if you don't know, it's okay to say you don't know. It's it's actually better to say you don't know, but say, look, if, if you're trying to control a crisis and you don't know something, it's a whole lot better to say, I don't know we're working on it. Yeah. Than to say, oh, it's all fine, and then have it not be fine. No, no. <laughs> you know? Because you know what? It's not, right now, it's not fine. It's not fine. It's not it's, fine at all. It's kind of bad. And we're all trying, and it's interesting, one of the things you were saying is it's interesting uh, to say, to hear you say so often that you're learning things on the job, you're learning things in, in every experience <laughs> you have. Uh, because that's what we have to do now. We don't, we don't know a lot of stuff that's going on now and we have to learn how to navigate it. Yeah. And if you're unwilling to learn, that makes it really, really hard. Totally. Um, and admitting when you make mistakes is important too, you right. know, it's just, think, yeah. yeah you know. Cause we all do it from time to time. Yeah. So it's, you know, oh. it's, and to, to just pretend that you don't is, uh, um, <laughs> I was, I was, just, I was going to say something kind, but I'm like, it's really annoying. But if you can't admit when you're wrong from time to time, uh, no, that you've really made a mistake, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, at any rate, that's that's cool. So anybody, um, I'll I'll ask you this because we, we were joking before we got started about yeah. um, saying saying things about you know people you didn't like working with. But yeah. I'll, I'll reverse the question and say, is there anybody, because, you know, Broadway is big, you know, Broadway is Broadway's like, it's, it's the big time. And yeah. so you get all kinds of interesting, really visible people who come through on these shows that you work on. Totally. Is there anybody, anybody you've worked with that we would know mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who was just an utter, utter joy to work with somebody, you know, or, or more, more than one, if you, if you have a list, uh, I but, mean, you know, I'm honestly, just curious, you know, cause we're, yeah, we're all a little bit starstruck from time to time. Of course. Uh, I mean, I've been super, super lucky because like most of, you know, I've had to deal with very, very few assholes. Um, <laughs> No, I've I've been extremely lucky. Lawrence Fishburne was amazing. Oh, uh, Blythe Danner, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Kyle MacLachlan, wonderful. You know the cast of Come From Away, wonderful. Right. Paul Rubens and Lynn Stewart, wonderful. I mean, I mean, I've you just, got a, you got us, Heather and I, when we yeah. went to see. Um, you can't take it with you. Right. We got a chance to go backstage and meet James Earl Jones. Who's amazing. Of, of whom we are massive fans. Right. Uh, and have been for a long, long time. But to actually meet him, and, and of course, you know, meeting him is not the same as working with him or getting to know him. But right. uh, he was just, he could not have been kinder to us backstage. Uh, no. Um, and we met, who else? Was Cicely Tyson there? Or somebody else backstage we met as we were going It could have been Cicely Tyson. It was hysterical. I'm like, I know who that is. Yeah. And, um, and they were all just so 
wonderfully generous with their time. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, you know, they always say, don't, you know, you, you never want to meet your heroes, but you know, in, in those circumstances, it has really been kind of fun. No, man, meet your heroes, meet your heroes. <laughs> because you know what? If you, if you, if you, if you, basically, if you, if you just act like, Hey, Hey, you inspire me and, or whatever. And right. you're appreciative without being like weird. Right. I mean, people, people love that, you know? Yeah. And it's really, and I find the, the, the handful, you know, and I guess working in New York a long time, you know, you, yeah. you, 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 if you don't meet them, you, you pass them on the street all the time. Yeah. You know, totally. it's like, I, 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 I was staring, I found myself staring at Kevin Bacon across the street one day Yeah. Uh, and thinking, God, who is this guy? I know. Why do I know this guy? You know, like yeah. I thought I went to school with him or something. And it, as we're passing, it dawned on me who he was, but it's interesting because you're in your business. And yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's funny. Again, most of us know it from, you know, the seats out in the audience and we see what the show is and it looks massive and it looks huge and the lights mm -hmm. and, the, and everything and yeah. the stars on stage. Um, and then, you know, you've invited us backstage a couple of times. And so you yeah. get to go back and see what it looks like and, and, you know, kind of behind the scenes and what's what's going on and it, it doesn't look the same from backstage that it does from out front right no not at all yeah. uh, I mean it's usually like because these buildings are older and so mm -hmm. you know there well a lot of times we're in basements and I always say that like you know it looks like your church basement right. it's just it's just a fancier address <laughs> um, I like that. It's got well, it's brick walls or or concrete walls and right. metal, metal staircases and yeah, the, and yeah. little narrow spaces to get through and, and little narrow that. spaces and weird doorways. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's a very very different experience to be backstage and look out to the audience instead of looking back. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, uh, you know, and I, and I, I thank you for allowing us to, to do that. Uh, and I think, I feel like everybody should have a chance to do that at some point. Anybody who's a, a theater fan should, yeah. should at some point in their life, get a chance to, to see what it's like from the other side. Um, and then, you know, cause I, I mean, you may laugh at me for this cause I, you've heard, I, I know I've said this to you before. Uh, but you, you are a, an actual card carrying maker of magic because, well, thank you. because I mean, seriously, because what, you know, you see, you see that and you, cause I know, you know, I've, I've done amateur theater anyway. And, and yeah. so I know, you know, a play starts with a book and yeah. a blank page and a, and an empty stage and that's it. And, that's and what you guys put up there to keep us interested and, and laughing and crying and singing is just extraordinary. And, you know, I, it makes me sad to, to feel, you know, to know that Broadway is shut down right now, but I'm, I'm hopeful everything will get back to normal without too much time going by. I hope um, so. Yeah. I hope so, so. I miss, I miss my, I miss my Broadway family. So, so what are you doing now? You're, you've got all this, uh, you got all this time to yourself. Well, I mean, like, uh, I, I, made, I made lists of things that I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, like I said previously, I was making, I've been making masks for mm -hmm. Leaf Crafters of America, um, which is on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I made some for some doctor's offices as uh, that were requested, like, yep. 
you know, I know that there's a lot of information about the masks and stuff. So I'm, you know, that's why I did it through Relief Crafters because they had right. hospitals and doctors that were looking for it. And I had a right. friend reach out with a doctor that was looking for it um, and some friends. So, you know, I've been doing that. Um, and of course, like, you know, I've got house stuff to do that, like, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, I got, I got to do that. You know, like, oh, you I got to have time to do X, so, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, probably next week, if the weather holds, you know, I'm going to scrape the, you know, a couple of my window sills out, out in the front of the house <laughs> and paint them. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, right now I feel really good about, you know, like, because there's so many people making masks. Right. And, and that's so great. And then there's like the factories are starting to get up and running and converting so they can make the masks. So I'm right. feeling, I'm feeling good about that. So some of the, some of the charity sewing that I do it, through Relief Crafters is for animals and for kids. Um, right now mm -hmm. I'm working on blankets for Project Linus. Oh, okay. Um, you know, so because I am nothing if not excessive, <laughs> I've made five and, oh, wow. you know, for, 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 for older kids and I've signed, you know, I have another seven to make, you yeah. know, so I'm going, you know, I'm going to start pivoting back to that, right. to some of the other things because other things still need help too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, we're all kind of sifting through this idea of, you know, what can I do to help? Right. Somebody, somebody, anybody, you know, uh, all trying to stay as healthy as we can, exactly. um, you know, uh, and not share um, information that's not true, right. <laughs> which, is, which is, it's easy to get into that hole of, uh, that spinning hole of uh, misinformation out there. Right. But, um, so, yeah. so much conflicting information. Yeah, there is, there is, but you know, that's, that's one of the reasons I wanted to, you know, do this project and talk to some people and, and get some real perspective on what they're going through and yeah. you know, what they're, how, how this is affecting uh, their businesses and their careers and what yeah. they're doing. And it's, it's so, you know, I appreciate you taking the time. Of course. Um, yeah. You know, you know, we're just, we're just keeping the faith, you know? That's it. That's it. I like that, Melissa Joy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, one other thing to circle back to uh, sure. things from shows. One of the greatest things I ever adopted, I guess, from a show. Yeah. Was during You Can't Take It With You. Um, I adopted a cat, and his name is Little Jimmy Jones. Oh, that's awesome. Um, when <laughs> that's awesome, we had live cats in the show. And yeah, I, you know, I came home. I had told my partner John that like they're 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 going to have cats that people can adopt, and he knew. I thought I was being slick, you know. Yeah. And then I came home, and I'm like, I've fallen in love. Oh no. Earl Jones to call him, but instead we did a picture of myself, little Jimmy. <sighs> And James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's really cool. That's, that's, um, uh, yeah, it's a memory that continues. That's cool. I exactly. like that. So I, love I that. so I always win. May the fourth be with you. Excellent. I would think, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. 
I love that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. All Very right. Good. Well, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. And, uh, you know, stay safe out there. You too. Um, and take care. Absolutely. Okay. So that's our friend Missy and her business, which is the business of Broadway and entertainment. And um, we wanted, to, it's not the normal kind of thing we, we look into. It's not an independent business. It's not a, uh, a new business owner that's, or a startup. It's, uh, it's a major industry. But uh, we wanted to take a look at it because um, all of this that's going on in the world is impacting so many industries so deeply. And I think it's important to understand what's going on in New York when the lights go out on Broadway. Uh, hopefully, it'll all be up and running again soon. They all seem to believe it will be, and uh, they're all passionately enthusiastic about getting things back to uh, some semblance of at least new normal. So, uh, so that's the show. Thanks very much. We'll have new episodes soon. Take care. If you find yourself enjoying the StoryForge podcast, please give us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps others find the show and hopefully enjoy it as much as you do. All recording, editing, and executive producing tasks are handled by yours truly, Lyle Smith of NimbleSmith, the content marketing agency. And this podcast would not be possible without the sincerely excellent help of our friend and associate producer, Anthony Sergi, who produces numerous podcasts, including the truly excellent guest in the house about all things hip-hop. All original music is normally created by Monroe Poole of Poole of Tunes, but today we thank the organization of Come From Away, the Broadway musical, for allowing us to use clips from their show uh, to accent this episode. If you'd like to send us questions or feedback or suggestions for other subjects or guests, you can reach us through the StoryForge website. That's thestoryforge.com, all words separated by hyphens. Uh, or you can email us at cheers at nimblesmith.com, spelled N-Y-M-B-L-E-S-M-I-T-H. Thanks for listening. <laughs>